G'day. Welcome to SEO Success Stories. My name is Russ McCumber, and every two weeks we talk search engine optimization with the world's leading SEO practitioners. We interview a mix of in-house SEO leads from the world's biggest brands and SEO thought leaders, many from leading search technology brands, plus the world's foremost SEO educators. They'll all be lifting the hood on their own SEO journey, as well as sharing the tips and tricks behind how the best and brightest minds in SEO go about their trade of dominating the SERP. SEO nerds, this one's for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of SEO Success Stories. My name is Russ McCumber. I host this podcast. You hear my voice every two weeks in your ears if you're a subscriber. If you're not subscribing, I highly recommend jumping on and doing it. We've got here with me today, Lamore. Hey, Lem, how are you? Hey, I'm all good. Great to be here. Good. Great to have you here. So Lem's worked all different angles of the industry, so I'm really keen to dig into to her experience and to figure out what helps her dominate the SERP and, and, and go about her trade because she's been doing it a long time. If you are a subscriber, that's great. If you do enjoy the podcast, please do write us a five-star review. We really appreciate that on Apple Podcasts. Let's get into it. So, Lem, I do ask this one question of every SEO that I have on the podcast. I have to ask you, what do you feel is the number one biggest challenge facing SEOs in 2023? Wow. Well, I think in 2023, it's pretty clear that it's a lot about AI. <laughs> a lot about that generative search. I think our main challenge is actually to predict what the next developments will be trying to understand where traffic will go and where people will go is actually a week from now, it can be another totally different thing. Definitely feels like you're right. Like every week there's, oh, look on those results, there's links there. Oh, there's no links there. Oh, they're testing with it. It's like, geez, it, play, it's, it plays a lot of havoc with your mind as to where are we going with this? How big an impact is this going to have on us? Yeah, I think that's what we're all trying to understand and analyze right now. What's the impact? How can we get our content to still rise up somehow and get traffic or mentions or however the format will be next week? <laughs> We're not sure. Very uneasy landscape right now. Yeah, exciting times. <laughs> cool. So we're going to talk to Lem about your, we're going to go into your background. Then we're going to talk a bit about, you know, what you're doing now at SimilarWeb. And it's a very cool tool. So we'll talk a bit about your role there and, and some of the things that, you know, our listeners, so our listeners are, you know, in-house SEOs, we've got a lot of freelancers, consultants, agency side. Lots of people, I'm sure, do use the tool and probably don't know a lot of the functions that are in there. But just before we get into that, let's 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 go back and talk about your career. What was your first marketing gig? My first marketing gig was at a shoe company that I, I ran the servers for them. And they one day they said, okay, we need a webmaster. You want to be a webmaster? And I, yeah, okay. And then a week later, I said, we meant we wanted someone to do marketing. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. I'll learn. <laughs> What's that? And I started learning about the internet and doing things, you know, as I go and reading. And I, that was my first gig. From then on, I started, wow. you know, building blogs and WordPress, like investigating everything. But yeah, that's how I got to marketing. Like, do you want to do that too? Do you mind? <laughs> bit of a uh, bait and switch. When, when did SEO come into play? You mentioned blogs and, and those sorts of things then. Like, 
as you're looking after this website, are you, did you start looking at traffic? Was that like part of the remit or did you just get curious and start looking at, okay, well, who's actually seeing our products? No, no, no. It was traffic and if people didn't get to the website and I, at that point, I was even in charge of if someone made an order through the website, I, I would make sure that was sent because we were also <laughs> near the, the factory. So it was like end-to-end -end job. And then that's how I found out that a website has to have like a sort of structure and that search yeah. engines are there and they need to be able to read the pages and you have to do stuff for that. Yeah. And so I, I kept investigating and, and I, I, at that time, I was all about bringing keywords, like getting keywords to, to rank, getting traffic to the website, seeing if the experiment works. You know, I was reading every, every type of blog of, you know, uh, uh, millionaire in pajamas, work from home. And I, I read them all, trying to get ideas and understand what they're doing. So that's cool. I think that's cool. So that's like, is that early 2000s, mid 2000s? Yeah, early 2000s, I think 204 maybe, 205 tops. By 205, I already had my own blog and I was out of that place. So yeah, early, early 2000s. Wild West in the SEO industry. <laughs> you could do so totally. many things back then. I think what SEO on its own is, it's got a lot of different disciplines within it now. When back then, I remember working for a business and we had a webmaster and the webmaster did all of that. And you're right, like you're, you're working on, okay, let's make sure these orders are fulfilled through to let's make sure the site stays live to how we're getting traffic to the site. Like it's a, a pretty huge range of responsibilities when you think, when you look back on it, isn't it? Yeah, it's like we all, most of the people who started doing SEO in, in those years, they did come from the more technical side of things. They were webmasters and then they learned of how to engage with their product. Like, you know, you have product companies today and they make the product yeah. and they think it's perfect. Here, that's my product. No changes, no can do. So then yeah. you learn that if you want people to engage with your product, you need to take the steps and learn how to make the search engines love you and then the people love you and do the whole yeah. thing. And I think in my years, it was mostly like webmasters that were learning that. And mm -hmm. later on, when there was WordPress and a lot of more accessibility in the web development world, then a lot mm. of content people understood, like finally found that as a very, very good venue that... I do not need any webmaster knowledge for, and you yeah. still get to the same results or even better results. You know, that's the argument, the technical, the content, but I think it's, it's about years. Back in the years, if you, the technical people somehow got to manage websites and then they had to learn how to SEO. <laughs> Came the content people and they, they discovered this world from their side. So. That's really interesting. I never thought about it in that way. Like the technical people first and then the content people. I had Morty. Overstein, I've had him a couple of times on this podcast and he talks about how over the years there's been, you know, this warring between technical and content, technical and content, literally two very different tribes coming out this same space. So when was it that you realized that, okay, well, this SEO is something that I'm really interested in. Like there's all these other stuff that I do in my job, but this part here, this really fascinates me. After about a year or two, I of uh, being a freelance and a contractor and doing basically everything for, for me. I did all the, the click campaigns and affiliate work. And really, I, I, I set up websites and everything in the exchange. Click exchanges, you remember click exchanges? I do, I do. It's dirty. I feel dirty even, even remembering it, okay? I did it all. 
And then I realized that SEO for me, SEO is the, the, the true experiment, like in, 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 in the internet, in marketing, you both deal with the machines that should rank you. And then once you've got there, you need to deal with the people that need to, to engage and click and, and actually validate the search engine's choice in a way. And it's that game. And on that, on top of that, you can throw on PPC and you can throw on social and everything. But they work in a vacuum. They don't play. SEO is, is the base for all of that. You see SEO as the base and everything else is the makeup. It's always possible. Like it's always, you have a money, you have a budget. It's easy. You can do it. SDR, you have to actually do the work. <laughs> That's why I like it. It really is a foundation. That's such an interesting way to look at it. And if you think about like the true experiment, because there's not just like science, there's no rules out there. Just do it like this and you'll get this. It's like, do it like this. Maybe this happens. Maybe this doesn't. Yeah. Let's create a hypothesis and figure out. Yeah. Maybe people will go wild and, and get you there. And maybe you created the, the most perfect page in your eyes and it has the best speed in the internet, but still no one cares. So I, that's wow. fascinating to me in this, in this world, and especially in the last few years where you have the mobile SERP and it's always changing and it's different behaviors and like trying to, to find the thin line between the machine and the people. And they both need to agree that you deserve a click. <laughs> That's the idea. That's very cool. So early on, like, was there anyone that you were looking up to, like either more broadly, like as you were reading a lot or just, you know, within the organizations that you were working in, like how did you, how did you get ahead in those early days? I read everything. Back then it was Matt Cutts and all the, all the Dr. Pete, all the old guys. That's what I read. I read a lot of webmasters because um, less SEO blogs back in the day, but webmaster blogs. I, I hang around the webmaster world a lot and SEO chat forums so much. So mainly, mainly that. I think I also, I'm, I'm in Israel. So I, I, I'm less... Yeah, I may know less about the, the influencers, the people who are in the know right now in the main market in the U.S. So what I did know is to read less of Hebrew information because Google here is way back from Google USA and, you know, less info in general. I prefer the hardcore. So I just found whatever forum or blog and, and started to read and slowly you understand and slowly it makes sense. And if you practice to practice... And you understand, like, you start reading and you already figure out, okay, he knows what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm reading everything. That's how. That's very cool. So then you worked it's like agency side for a number of years. Is that in terms of like, like, you know, the evolution of your career and then the evolution of, of just the algorithm over that time? You mentioned before feeling dirty about some of the stuff you did. I, it's so funny because I think when people now, they think like, black hat, evil, bad, but like back in the day, that was just SEO. That's how you did it. Yeah. Like, you know, you need this, you do this, you need this, you do this. And now there's like this kind of stigma around it. I remember Eli Schwartz saying on this podcast that you know, anybody who's been doing SEO for a long time, 15, 20 years, that says they didn't do black hat, what they, they're they just being like dishonest, to be frank, like or what we call black hat today. Great hat. I'm a great hat. A great <laughs> Did you have any... Early in the day, any of those big algorithm updates that just rocked you and you, you really had to change the way that you approached 
your strategies? Well, back in the day, yeah. But I also worked with a lot of gaming companies and armor for a little while. So, yeah, the internet was so broke with no rules back then. And then you do whatever you want. And then every update, everything crashes. Oh, that's, that's just anxiety feeling now to think about it. Yeah, but that, Google is also has gotten better through the years. Now, I, I, I tell you the truth, I hardly even consider algorithm updates. Mm. We all know where they're going. We all know where they're getting. So every update is about the same. If we do what we need to do, we'll be, should be fine. They're not going to surprise us now with anything new, right? They're not going to demote anyone who doesn't use AI. So, so right now I'm less nervous about it. Back in the day, we both practices and the internet needed that fix, needed those fixes. That's a really interesting point to think of like the way SEOs felt about algorithm changes back in the day versus now, you know, you have these core updates rolling through and I, th I guess like, I guess this is the evolution of people's understanding of what Google wants as well. And, you know, it's, if, as long as we're all thinking user first, then, you know, you're probably going to be okay, you know, yeah. and the, and the, the negative things are just, maybe they're much clearer now because it's been around for so long. So people just know, you know, not to buy dodgy links and keyword stuff and all those like old school things that used to work. Yeah. And part of it is that Google now is say they ignore it. They already know how to recognize it. So they don't need to shut you down every once in a while. They just ignore it, you know, up front. you waste money. They don't care. And everyone's happy. And so, yeah, it's all better in that, that aspect now, really. Then you were at Universal McCann for a number of years. What, what sort of brands were you working on there? Oh, wow. The, the biggest brands in Israel, some global work, AIG, the insurance company with Lal, Israeli Airlines, Andox, Converse, Marvell, like high-tech companies, all the, the big brands, IKEA. <laughs> get like, everyone like, big brands usually would come to us because it's McCann it's an advertisement we do TV for them we do all the offline for them so they would get you're the situation where the building gets a client and you're one of the bonus services they get for ten dollars <laughs> that's the situation. gotcha but it was amazing amazing great tools all opportunities to work with anything I wanted. You're a partner with Google. You can do, you tell, you tell the brand, we need to do A, B, C, and they understand it's going to touch their business and they do it. <laughs> it was agency work, but it was a good agency. So you felt like kind of good with what you do and that clients actually listen to you from once in a while. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it's McCann, so yeah. of course, and you're looking after so much else. You know, it's a big bucket of, of marketing services that you're providing for them. I'm sure there's lots of SEOs out there that, I'm, and I must admit, I'm curious as well, like for people who've worked, for, you know, independent agencies or more sort of digital first focused agencies, and you've worked in those and you've worked, you know, in, in a McCann, which is this big, you know, beast across all marketing disciplines. But I guess what I'm just curious about the difference between working in like a digital first, you know, more an independent, you know, type agency versus working in like a McCann. What do you feel like are the biggest differences between those two different spaces? Access. Access to tools, to knowledge, to be able to test things on a large scale. Like I said, we were Google partners. Everything they did, we got in beta versions. Everything we needed, we asked. 
back in the days when you had to open Google My Business for every branch, okay, we were doing SEO for the, the largest medical. Imagine hundreds of little hospitals. 100% in English. Why did I forget English? Never mind. Hundreds. Oh, clinics, medical clinics. clinics. Yes. You used to do them one by one in Google My Business. So no, we used to talk with the Google people and say, okay, we have a list here. It's verified. It's us. Okay. Let's move on with it. Verify for us. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So things like that, much easier. Link building. When you buy in bulk, you get better, better prices. You get access to the better magazines because you come from a large publishing company like an advertising company. So you already have these business channels operating for you. I think that's the main advantage between us and the like only digital ones and the smaller ones. Very cool. Access. I like it. Yeah. I like it. That's how I felt. Totally. It's like we have, we had everything access to anything we wanted. Very cool. But from there you went to similar web. So you went client side. So what was it that drew you to, to similar web? Were you using the tool before or how did it, how did that come about? I used the tool before, but I knew that after, after several years of working with clients and things like that, I was, I knew I wanted to be in-house somewhere to call it be more relaxed because it's not 40, 50 clients on you all the time, but it's different. So I, want, I knew I wanted to be in-house and I knew that the most interesting, interesting thing for me will be to be in-house in some kind of a tech company, ideally an SEO tool. <laughs> and I started looking around and if any of the tools that uh, we know, they're looking for people and everything and similar web are based in Israel and they were looking for a content director. And for a month, I didn't send my resume since I'm not a content director, but then I said, uh, okay, let's, I don't see they have an SEO. So let's send them my resume and see what they say. And they called back. And they asked me a lot of questions about if I know a CEO and if I did it hands-on and things like that. And I said, I did. And we moved on with the process. And the entire process, I'm telling them, do you understand you're looking for an SEO director and not a content director from your, what you want from me and what the questions are? And they said, yeah, okay. But... So I got to the finals with one other woman. And then I was in front of the CMO finally. And then he finally said, okay, just message the CEO. Just so I just messaged the CEO, I told him we need an SEO. <laughs> oh, cool. And the other, the other woman, she got the content director job <laughs> and they opened up a job for me because they understood they needed an actual SEO in-house. How cool. So I just grabbed an SEO tool and made it happen. <laughs> That's very cool. That's what uh, happened here. But I really, I really knew I wanted to be somewhere in-house like tech and preferably for a field that I love and know and. I think cool for anyone listening here, we often get messages from young SEOs trying to figure out, you know, what direction do I take? Do I get agency, brand side? Should I consult freelance for a bit? But, you know, as you mature, as your career is maturing a bit, I think that's like just a really good insight there, Lem, around, you know, maybe applying for that role that you don't think is quite the fit and then seeing, or at least, you know, having that conversation and seeing if they might not even realize, similar what you think would know. You know, but, you know, clearly you are able to go, well, actually, it sounds like what you need is this based on what you're asking me, you're actually looking for this. So I think that's such a cool story. Yeah. 
again, I got lucky in that aspect. Just like I was asked to do that, I got lucky. It worked. It actually, it worked in the process, and I'm very happy. I'm, I've been here for three years now. It's really great. I'm happy I did it. So were you, you were the first SEO. Were you the first SEO hire? Or how, how was, what did the SEO look like at SimilarWeb before you started? Specifically, when I got here, there was no really marketing department. They had SEO here for, uh, now and then. They had a contractor that used to do audits here and there and mm-hmm. things, but they didn't have ongoing SEO. PPC, same, affiliate, pretty much the same. There's a very, very well-oiled machine here of, of representatives and salespeople. So mm. they didn't even feel they need marketing until mm. three years ago. That's how similar web was. They were so in front of their market that it didn't need marketing until then. But when uh, we added a lot more tools to our platform, and now we're trying to enter the, the digital marketing world and showcase our software, and, and then yeah. they realize they need someone to focus on the marketing side, but not just someone, an entire department focuses on the marketing side on getting the leads and getting the... And that's how, when I got here, it was me and a guy that did PPC. Sometimes he did affiliates. He tried this, he tried that. That's yeah. what it was. We got analysts. I had to explain to people how to, what, what is and how to work with Google Analytics. They weren't using They didn't need to use it. Yeah. And so, yeah. So what is it now? What's the situation now? Like, what's the team look like? Now we have a team of uh, three SEOs, including myself. We have a PPC team, we have analyst team, we have people doing email marketing, social, we're, we're hiring wow. right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I still feel like we're a baby marketing team. You know, the, the flows are still like, uh, we need to fix them, make it more efficient, how you build a landing page, how you do that. Like, that relates to how I felt like superior in the agency when you have everything. A client can produce landing pages, say, okay, we'll produce it here. <laughs> I have a UX team. I have a studio. Let's produce. What do you want? 10? You want 50? How many do you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, let's talk about it. What does a page look like? <laughs> <laughs> what components do you need? How many? It's, the cool. challenges are a little different. So then in, in your first your first sort of 90 days as you know as an SEO there, what were some of the opportunities you saw that you went, well, we could do this or we could do that? Like, do you... Were there a few small things that helped move the needle a lot or was it more of a, a planning and research phase? Well, with some of this and some of that, I had one like so easy to do. I found a whole section in the website that was canonicalized to one page. And I said, hey, why? Let's do them to the self. And now these pages get 400K visitors. <laughs> like... <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. So that was like, just remove the canonical. Let's let's put meta on it. Uh, that's it. And I had another project of actually separating two of our core terms from the homepage to other pages. And it was like no redirection, no anything. You just have to slowly, slowly rebuild the internal linking and the meta and everything. And it's just like... After six months, you suddenly see the ranking for the right pages go, and then it goes number one, stay straight all the time. <laughs> yeah, so kind of this and that, but the, the 
the advantage here is that we're a data company. I can do so many things in scale, so many ideas that I can do in scale. And the only question if to, to do it or not is do our users actually have value in it? Will they want to use us more? That's the only question because I have so much data here to do everything. So in terms of SEO, getting to SimilarWeb and what do you do? Aside of like, you know, fixing these frictions you can solve with Canonical here and things like that. Just yeah. find a data stream and duplicate it to 200 categories in 200 countries. That's wow. a lot of what we have here. Like the top websites lists and everything. That's, we have so much data about the traffic everywhere in the world. Which is also so much wow. fun for an SEO to, to work with. <laughs> totally. Totally. What a fun product. Totally. Yeah. So, and have you found in terms of like, it sounds like it's been, is it all smooth in terms of getting buy-in? So if you're like, I've found an opportunity and here's, you know, something that you know, is really scalable across a big range of the site, full steam ahead, or is there, a, a, does it take a bit of work to kind of get the stakeholders to buy in? Like, how's that process internally well, there? It takes work. Uh, yep. Other things that I got from being in McCann, I make killer decks. Great oh, that's a good, that's a good skill. An audit and pitch deck. <laughs> Classical SEO structure, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, opportunities, let's do it. So I'm great at those. I make them very pretty. So when I start something and I recognize potential somewhere, I understand I, I used to just connect, you know, with the people that are doing it. And then, and then they say, okay, but we have this stakeholder. Now we have this stakeholder as well. Now this stakeholder as well. So after... So a while, I understood, okay, I want to do something. I'm researching, preparing a deck. Then I'm starting to show it to everyone. <laughs> then he, they, they take like a little while, usually to, to wrap their head around it, think about it, assess it, I guess, from also a business point of view. And, <laughs> and then they start usually executing. So in-house, it happens a lot slower as I said, than what it did in the, in the agency, or at least with our specific clients who are very oriented. But, but it happens. I have an entire plan for a section of our website, like for product pages and stuff. I have an entire plan with hierarchy. <laughs> and I showed it, I think, first. I showed it almost a year ago, eight, ten months ago I showed it. And last month we started producing... The first five pages. We did five pages. Okay. And a hundred and something more to go. These pages, but that's the timeline. It's interesting. A lot, often when I'm talking to, whether it's agency or brand side, like just really high achieving SEOs, it, it, it becomes clearer and clearer that like soft skills and stakeholder management, like it's such a big part. It's a huge part of being able to be effective. You know, there's being technically brilliant there's been you know having the analytical skills and all those other things but if you can't actually move inspire people motivate people to actually come with you because seo is you know crosses over so many different parts of a of a business you need everyone's help if you can't get up you need everyone to exactly stuff for you <laughs> exactly exactly so and i love hearing that like you know putting decks together at mccann like is a really good skill that you've been able to bring with you to help get that stakeholder buy-in, you know, one by one by one, building, building your consensus and then getting these initiatives rolling. It's a really good insight. Yeah. You talked before about uh, 
juniors and uh, people that have been in the business for longer. I, I really, it depends on the mentor because you can get lucky mm-hmm. and get into a small agency or become an assistant for freelance and be under one of the best SEOs out there. And then you can learn a lot. But in terms of being a junior and learning as much as you can and getting access to as many tools and experimenting, I think starting at an agency is like the best thing to do for a junior mm-hmm. for a year or two. And then you can maybe stand a little bit on your own or join a team in-house or something like that. But it's priceless, the, the, the variety of tools and clients and type of websites that you see in an agency. I think it's priceless for someone at the beginning of the, of the road to understand totally. to get you know, to understand the, the scope of things that the possibilities out there. And you were, you mentioned before, like the difference of, you know, managing a number of clients, that's a, they might be across different industries, different products, different customers, different tactics work here and there. You can take, you can borrow ideas from here, put them here. You've got other people working on other portfolios that you can share from. I always say to when I'm hiring, whether it's SEOs or paid media marketers, cause we do both. I feel like you can, like you just compact so much more learning in an agency in a, in a smaller period of time. When you go brand side, as you can speak to yourself, obviously you get a lot deeper in it and you can make, you can probably move a lot bigger initiatives because you're actually inside. So I think having that experience of being able to experiment, be agile, try a bunch of different things, and then taking that in house and getting deeper in on, on problem solving, probably a, a pretty good career path to think about. Yeah, I think agent is, it's not the, the easy life being in an agency, but I think it's really worth it for the, for the first year or two. For sure. So what's happening at SimilarWeb? Is there any, any new cool like tools or any, anything within the, within the platform that you see that, you know, people like hidden gems in there that you think people should, should be using more? Like what, what's, what's cool and new? Wow. Well, first of all, in terms of new features, we just launched our rank tracker. Like we acquired Rank Ranger uh-huh. a year and a half ago. So we just launched it this month. We launched the Rank Tracker on the similar web. So finally it's there. It's got cool. great reports by tag and like competitor reports, which is awesome. It just shows you on a quadrant your competitors, even some you didn't set up. And you can discover competitors from it. And the platform itself, I, I have to say, I used a lot of tools in McCann. SimilarWeb was not one of the tools I used all the time, but I can't, I, I can't use any other tools since I'm, I'm, I'm here. Like a, a part of, for very specific tasks, and of course, Google Search Console, I, I really, I use SimilarWeb for everything because I, I, I trust the data so much. Functions made me maybe, you know, a little bit of the same for each tool, but I, I really trust the data and what I'm getting from it. And especially as someone that also I pull data into Data Studio and I use the API as well, I can do visualizations. Yeah. So I really, really like having that much data <laughs> to, to access. I used to use five tools for everything and now most of it is That's one, cool. two tools and I'm fine. <laughs> and in terms of gems, we have, we have two specially favorable screens for me. One is called Keyword Phrases. Like when you analyze any website. So we, we first, in the overview, we show you the traffic and mobile desktop and everything. And then you can, of course, you can see the keywords of the website. But we also give like keyword groups. So you can just go by the groups. You don't have to go to thousands of keywords. You see the group. You see the traffic to the entire group. You can see the traffic trend. 
to the group, and then you can drill down in the group and get all the keywords of that group. I just like, I love it. It saves so much That's time cool. by going by topic. The other one is the keyword gap function that we have. Yep. It's also like a Venn diagram view versus your competitors, and you can choose each like keywords they don't have and they don't have, but the third one has, and we're ranking between one, and it's like amazing there. You can find anything. So yeah, those are, I think, the most special gems that we have right now. I remember talking, you mentioned before, like the sales team, you know, very active across the globe. And I do remember speaking to a couple in Australia years ago, and we actually had similar web in the Australian agency. But I remember before we brought it on, I was saying to him that, you know, our SEO is like this tool more, does, does yours do this? And he said, well, you're looking at it this the wrong way. It's not an SEO tool purely. It's a, it's more, it's an audience research tool or something like that. Market research tool. It, sound, <laughs> it sounds like the the SEO part of it has, has grown or is it, is it is it like just much more than than what I what my, my thoughts are of it? It's it's not that it has grown that much, but mm. the marketing of it has grown. It's really a main focus for us, right? The SEO world, especially inside digital marketing. The, the, on one side, the SEO world, you can say, is a focus. And on the other side, yeah. the totally different side of the entire market. Because we have the traffic of the entire market. So I think we started from there. That's why I said we were so far ahead there in the market research. No one knew us in the market. That's what we were working on. It balances cool. out with other, you know, SEO tools that are not trying to get into the traffic and analytics. Cool, Lem. All right. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciated the time hearing about your story. Lots of really cool insights for SEOs making their way through and what you can pick up along the way. So thank you. Before we wrap up, I will be asking our quick fire Vox Pop questions. So I'm just going to fire through some questions quickly. And I'd just like you to answer with the first thing that pops into your head. Okay, you ready? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? All right, let's go. Which previous algo change still keeps you up at night? No, I only hummingbird because it reminds me of the Twitter bird. Which do you prefer, content or links? Content. What's the most effective link building technique that you've ever used in your career? Internal linking is included in that. Yeah, internal linking, big fan. Do you think the skyscraper technique is still relevant today? Skyscraper was the long, long, long form content, right? It was. Yeah, it was, I think it is. You know, everyone's ranking for this. Let's make it longer, better. I think it is. I think it's making a comeback. Because a few years people like divided everything to guides, and now it's making a comeback. Everyone's doing long form again. <laughs> what do you love most about SEO? The experiment. They're doing technical stuff, but eventually trying it on humans. How do you apply SEO principles to your daily life? I do it a lot. I, <laughs> I, 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 use, I don't know how to explain it. That's a problem. I, I see myself like I move organically through the universe. You know, I, I, I try. I try to see gaps. I try to you know, not get bump into, every, into people when I walk. I walk organically in spaces. And then when I see someone I want to say hi, I say hi. And they're like, ah, where'd you come? <laughs> <laughs> Work from home life or office life or hybrid life? What's your preference? I'm office. I find it hard to work from home. I get so many distractions. It take me 10 hours to do six hour work. So, yeah. Need the office. Oh, this is a controversial one. <laughs> SEM Rush or HREFs? This question is for me. Okay. Uh, you can no comment it. It's okay. No comment. <laughs> okay. And lastly, if we're talking about brands, 
What do you think is the best mix for their SEO team? Having an agency doing in-house or having a combination of... I think that if you don't have resources to support content production and, and an SEO team in-house, mm-hmm. so you only have an SEO manager and you should get an agency. But if you have the resources to, to hire a few people to do SEO and then give them budget or hire a few more people to do content, I don't think you need to mm-hmm. have an agency to do that for you. Cool. Right. Love it. Thank you, Lem. Thanks so much. Really enjoyed the conversation. What's the best way to find you if anyone wants to reach out and, and ask you a question? Well, I'm on LinkedIn, more Brian Holtz, and on Twitter, Lem4, L-E-M4. Feel free. I might answer, <laughs> but... No, I'll see that. I'll, I'll answer. You know, I don't see a lot of messages in LinkedIn, but generally in Twitter, I see more. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. That's good to know. Awesome, Lem. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a great day. That was Lem from SimilarWeb. What a great conversation. If you've enjoyed it, as I said earlier, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a, a great interview that we've got them on every two weeks. Again, if you enjoyed it, five stars on Apple Podcasts. That is SEO success stories for another week. Catch ya.